Welcome to Bites of Light with Angel and Seth Rohr. Our mission is to bring bite-sized nuggets of information to be digested as you please. Take a quick bite or stay for the whole party. Pleasure being the main component of our mission. We will also bring other humans into our space to share their magical brew with us all. Love, service, and wisdom is what we are bringing to the table. Join us in our magical kitchen, where what is being served is for your highest good. Hello and welcome to this first episode of 2023. As always, I'm Seth, this is Angel, and we are wanting to do a recap of our last, of 2022, lessons that we've learned, things that we believe can have helped us and can help you on your journey in this life, all kind of relating to what what is possible when you begin to trust your intuition and you say yes when you get that that urge, that that voice that says you should do this. When you tingle all over, you get that green light and just saying yes and, and waiting with wonder to see how these amazing miracles take place in your life. It's pretty exciting that we're doing this recording on New Year's as today my Love Warriors book launches. And today, last year at this point, we were in Teotihuacan with the Ruiz family. And I have been spending the last couple of years wanting to initiate my author's journey. And today is the day that it happened. So it's going to be very awesome to kind of recap this entire year while today, last year, exactly this day, I was conversing with the Ruizes about launching my own writing. So we will jump back in to 2022 January and start this podcast from there. Yeah. Yeah. And it it started off with an initial yes. The opportunity was there to go with the Ruiz family on a a journey they were doing in Teo for the new year to end out 2021 and begin 2022. And we got the intuition that that hit that green light, that that was where we were supposed to be in that moment. So we said yes to that. That was the first of, of many opportunities that have come up for us in the last year. So we're going to try to touch base on maybe one or two really amazing moments that either one of us had in in each of the things we talk about. Teo for me was always incredible. It's always a different experience every time we go. However, this time in one of the ceremonies that we did on the grounds, I had an experience with one of my former teachers. He came to me energetically and he was my Kung Fu instructor. And I was doing all these things and having this direct communication with him on the grounds. And then when we got home, I discovered that he had passed away. And that night, that night, and so there was this huge realization and also another confirmation that we can communicate with the other side, because I did it not even knowing that he wasn't here, this multidimensional living that we're in, more and more experiences we're having, we're having these confirmations that this is indeed something that humans can do on this earth at this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was a great experience overall. I mean, just, just being there in that energy of Teo is, is always amazing. 
Yeah, I can never say enough about it. And it does help us take those next steps. They do call it the spiritual university. And when you go there, no matter who you're with, what you're doing, there's always a space if you connect and if you are open and willing to do the work, the messages and the medicine will come through always. Yeah, the the word Teotihuacan, it literally means the place where men become gods, but not in the sense that that modern man speaks about God. We are that God forces in us. So it's really the place where men discover the truth that Miguel Ruiz, Don Miguel Ruiz talks about that, that we are God, that God is in us. God's the creation force is in us. And Teotihuacan is the place where men discover, discover that, rediscover that, because yeah. we've always known it on some level. So what a great way to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. So riding those waves, we knew that, and, and we, we've come to the place where we can trust our bodies. And when we get those hits to say, yes, we take action. That's the Jaguar medicine. We take action. As soon as you get the hit, you say yes, if it feels right in your bones. And our next hit. Yeah, well, shortly, <laughs> shortly after we got back from, from Teo, we saw that there was an opportunity to go to Peru in what, like five or six weeks later. Yeah. And both said, we're doing that. Uh, yes, please. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of last second, I guess, for most people, we just said, yeah, we're, we're going to Peru. That's where that's next steps for us. That's where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And if you have listened to our very first podcast, Don Jorge Luis Delgado, that is who we went to Peru with. And we had some incredible experiences that a year later we're still integrating, but we're definitely ready to talk about and share some of the magic and medicine that we experienced there. Well, yeah, that's probably going to be a whole podcast oh, we, on itself. So we'll pick one, lot, pick one there thing. There was a lot that happened in <laughs> Peru. You know, for me, the biggest thing, the biggest overarching thing being in Peru is the difference in the energy there. When you're in Teo and even in your everyday life, the, the energy around you in the Northern America, it's very, it can be very chaotic. And in Teo, it's not necessarily chaotic, but it's very, very powerful. It's very forceful, very powerful. Aggressive. It's a, yeah, it's a yeah. very masculine warrior. warrior energy, which felt very comfortable to me the first time I walked into Teo. I walked in, I was like, oh, this feels We're home. like home place. Going to Peru, the energy is so nurturing and soft and, and feminine. And that connection, that being in that energy of all the places that we traveled to visit in Peru really, for me, was heart opening. That anchored me back into the divine feminine in a way that I've never known in my life. I wouldn't be who I am today without that trip to Peru. I was definitely not in balance in my masculine and feminine. My masculine has been running, running the things for a long time. And that time spent just sitting in that energy in these sacred places all around the sacred valley in Urubamba and in Cusco just was epic. Machu Picchu, 
mean, all of these things, all these places, the energy that they carry just is really grounding and, and back into the feminine and bringing that forward, bringing that balance forward. And that's at the time I wasn't aware of it, but now I'm aware like that's the age we're moving into. The age we're moving into is the reemergence of the divine feminine. And, and that looks like supporting the divine feminine that already exists, but also nurturing the divine feminine that exists within each one of us. It's not just about supporting women, which it definitely is about, but it's also about supporting that feminine energy within ourselves, men. Very important. And that's the age that we're moving into. And that's what Peru overall, although there was a multitude of different moving experiences, that's the overall arch for me in Peru was a reconnection, an awakening of the divine feminine that has given me possibilities and capabilities that, that I didn't have before. Yeah. Peru was an incredible experience all around walking into Machu Picchu and being able to stand on the hill to overlook. There's this one specific area that you can go down into. And as I was overlooking the valley, my body was like, oh, yeah, you've been here before. This is your home. You're, you're back home. Welcome home. Hi. It was tangible and surreal standing over there. I, I knew I farmed those fields. I know like I've had my hands in the dirt there. I, there was visceral, my body viscerally reacted to that sacred site. And I can't wait to go back. It's calling and calling. <laughs> we will be back. Yeah. And when we went there with the guides that we went with Lee Richard McCormick and Jorge, there was no, like when we signed up, there was no talk about plant medicine and all that. You know, our journeys have been clean. And so when we got there, there was some other facilitators that were brought in to do ceremony with us. And there was a woman that came from deep in, in the jungle that had an amazing story that her, her husband was the leader of the tribe and he passed away from COVID and their community chose to bring her forward and initiate her into being the leader of the community. This is the very first time that this has happened. And so what an honor and pleasure it was to meet her and work with her. And she had such a profound experience with us too. She did offer an ayahuasca ceremony that night. And which it is something that has never been in my peripheral, something that I've never searched or wanted or was interested in even learning about. But because she was so pure and so divine and we just fell in love with her so quickly, we said yes. Because again, it's that listening to your body. Is this for me? Is this an experience that I would like to have? The container was safe. Mm -hmm. And so we said yes. And my experience with that was incredible. There, there are really no words. I'm, I'm still processing it. But just like any huge ceremony, there was a debrief the next day and she had a trans Jorge translated for her and she gave us all what her experience was working with us. And, you know, when it got to me, she said that it was an honor and pleasure having me there in the circle, in the ceremony, and that I was Mama Ayahuasca in a previous life. And she could see the purple flowers around me and 
I can remember her holding my hand in the ceremony and just the amount of love that was pumping in between us. And it's an experience that I will carry for the rest of my life. And I know I don't ever have to do it again because there was part of part of it while I was laying there. In 2018, I had a bacterial infection that I almost died from. I'm in the 10th percentile of people on this planet that lived to tell the story. And what I felt when I was on ayahuasca, I can remember going, oh yeah, I, fe I felt this before, I know this feeling. So it truly confirmed for me that when you do this work long enough and you understand how to open your channel and to hold, hold that channel open, you don't need the medicine. You don't need to do it. And so it was a huge confirmation for me that the plant medicine works, yes, and you can also get there without it. Yeah, plant medicine is not a means to access. It's a means to break through the barriers that we have created around our minds that, that we come into this life with and that are bestowed upon us so graciously by our, our loved ones and people that we encounter in our life. So it can help you break through, but it's not the gatekeeper too. Right. Plant medicine is not necessary, but it can help break down barriers because it does, you know, it, it does go into the brain and help make connections that there might be resistance to making. So yes, you can, and you can do it without. Right. It just, it's all about doing the work, yeah. doing the work, follow your intuition. And right. it's just like all the other modalities out there, respect, ceremony, proper healers to facilitate when it's mm -hmm. done properly, it can help. And people also abuse it just like they abuse other things. Mm -hmm. So again, check in with yourself. Where are you at? And, and are you relying on an external source or are you asking for help and doing it in a proper way? There's always, there's always that. So, yes. And like I said, we could talk about Peru for a whole episode, at least. Exactly. So we'll leave you with that piece of Peru. And so that takes us into March. Yeah. And as we move through March, March was largely debriefing and integrating, integrating <laughs> and then another opportunity came up kind of last minute for for you i guess for us it was i did not get the green light i had other things that were that were kind of drawing me in that moment but for you you can talk about that is it the gathering of the shamans yeah right yeah that was so may yes yeah, so i guess that would be the next it was uh, april yeah the end of april beginning of may Gathering of the Shamans in Arizona, in Sedona. I went and was part of the, the staff team for the Gathering of the Shamans. And again, an amazing experience getting to work with Randy Davila and the Herophant publishing team. The Ruizas were there, Heather Ash, Linda Starwolf, Marie Bambuti, the very first time that Don Jorge got to come and facilitate. So yay, I just saw him in Peru and now we're in Sedona together. It was amazing. Right. It was amazing having him there and to be able to support and hold a container for him. So, you know, it comes full circle. It was great. It's the synchronicities of following that intuition, letting divine guidance take you where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And being able to, it kind of came full circle for me 
because my whole spiritual journey started, my, my first really huge crack open was at the very first gathering of the shamans in 2015. And so I went as a participant and then I think it was 18 or 17, I can't remember, one of the two. A couple of years later, I went as one of my teacher's assistants. And then this time I went as staff. So yeah, it, it's been a really great journey working with all these amazing people in the community. And so that was May. That was the end of April. That was the end of April, yes. Yeah. And then I had surgery. Yeah. I yeah. guess that would be the next thing. I had a full hysterectomy June 14th. So in all of these adventures that we've been doing for the last half of the, the first half of the year, I was in excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. And for all those women out there who know the things that we go through on a monthly basis, Peru, Mexico, all these things, I was at an eight consistently for this whole last six months. An eight being on a pain scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst pain you've ever felt before. For those of you who don't understand pain scales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so just constantly you, at a high level, you don't, I just lower didn't back and abdomen. Yeah. And I just didn't let it stop me. It was not going to rain on my parade, so to speak. I, it didn't matter that I was in pain and that I had other things that I was dealing with. It was go time. And so you go do the thing. And, you know, I've had great mentors around that. You know, when we talk about great teachers, about leading by example, you know, I've, I have been closely working with Don Miguel Ruiz this last three years who has been waiting for a heart transplant and lives in constant pain. And so to have that inspiration that, you know, you can work through anything. And he literally did just get a new heart in the middle of December. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but yay. So anyways, yeah, I had surgery in June. And so that just happened to correspond exactly when Seth was leaving for his own adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had some trips booked to be out of town, rafting, these permits, they know where they, they tell us when and we can and can't go. And the surgery was supposed to be at a different time and they had a cancellation and they bumped it up and got Angel in at like three or four days before I was supposed to leave. So yeah. I thought, okay, that'll be We'll do the surgery, giving us time to kind of get through the rough period, and I'll be able to go for a few days. Or go it was going to be like 12 days or something like that, you know, and then come back. So it wasn't ideal, but it seemed like it would play out well enough, I guess, in the moment. So the, the incredible thing that happened during this whole shifting of my surgery and all of that, a couple of days before he left, before I went into surgery, I had a dream that you know he's a swift water rescue instructor and i had a dream that they went on this thing and he died on the river so i woke up in the middle of the night and looked over and he he was there but it was that real that i had to wake myself up and check to see if he was still there and i didn't tell him for a couple of days and he came home from work a couple of days later and said oh yeah by the way you know somebody died on the river that we're going on next week or what, however many days it was. And I was like, oh my God, that, that must've been what I was dreaming about. It wasn't him, but I got the hit that, you know, 
somebody lost their life in that exact spot. And then they went on the river. And you want to tell the story when you got there? What, what happened? Well, the, the, the person that had died on the river had not been recovered. The, the water levels rose to a level that was dangerous for search and rescue. They had an idea of the last scene point. So we were aware that that was a potential as we put on the water. And before we got on the water, we went to down, we were able to hike down the, the shoreline a little bit and kind of look at the first rapid to get an idea of how we wanted to go through it. And just up from that was a log jam that had a raft on top of it. And we were informed that that was the raft of the, the gentleman that had died. So we thought, you know, I, I was also there, not just me, a part of this rafting group is two of the guys at my fire department that work with me and are on the Swiftwater rescue team with me. And they were in kayaks and very maneuverable. So we decided as a group that we would delay our launch a little bit to give them an opportunity to go down and see if we could at the very least, you know, all these supplies and personal belongings are on this raft and nobody can get to it. So at the very least, try to get that loose and over to the shore so the family can have something back, some sort of closure. And it was on Father's Day this was happening. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't remember the date exactly. Yeah. So they went down and started messing around with the raft and the water levels had dropped some. So now it was a little, a little bit easier to access this log jam from the, you know, from the downstream side where it's, where it's actually safe to approach these things. And they noticed something out of the corner of their eye. And it turns out that they found the body of this gentleman, which is nothing that I would wish upon most people. Um, fortunately, the, the crew that was doing this is two firefighters and a police officer who are, are all fairly versed in dealing with death and these sort of things, which doesn't necessarily make it easy. Um, they were able to free him from the log jam and move him over to shore so that the family could come in the next day and retrieve uh, their loved one and get closure. Uh, so that was a, a great gift that we were able to as, as a group through our decision to support that effort, a great gift we were able to give to that family that they were not sure they were ever gonna get. So that was, yeah, that was a great opportunity that, that came from this and you know, a way to, to be of service in a very unique way that we were uniquely designed to, to provide for them. Yeah, and another confirmation that you know, the work that people like myself do is real. I didn't know it was going to turn out that way because you never get all the details. And I think this is where a lot of channelers kind of get blocked is they want all the details. The controller kind of takes over, right? And so for me, it's like, okay, so I've got this piece of information. I'm going to relay the information and then let go and see where it lands because you don't know. You're only given specific things. So when Seth came home and said, yeah, your dream, yeah, this happened. And right, so then I'd already had the surgery. So I'm processing the healing by myself. Like, so I was tapped right into that death energy and I had to hold because where he was way up in the mountains, there was no service. So I got a perfect opportunity to hold myself, hold the information with nobody else around. So kicking it up to high gear of mastery levels of let's not go crazy while we hold this and wait to see, because I had no idea what was going on up there. And for those of you who do this work, you know what a hard space that is. 
So I'm grateful for the experience. I am grateful for the team that was out there that facilitated this rescue for this family. And yeah, it's just one more thing that, that we experienced this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was good. And we, and we had an amazing trip after that with no snags, no issues, no problems. Yeah. Cause you guys had just gotten there. You hadn't even gotten in the water yet. That's how you started your trip. Yeah. 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 So it was a very different experience. Yeah. And then you came home mm -hmm. and yeah, we did some family trips and yes, we went to California with the kids, which was amazing. And when did you? It was after that. When did you connect with with Ocean Eagle? It was after that. It was after that. We went to so we went to we went on a family trip, and prior to that, we had uh, we're, we're dealing with applying for status change for Angel, who's Canadian and is trying to stay here with me because you know being married and loving each other and all that. Well, so. and, and I guess that is that <laughs> as soon as we came home from Peru, that was kind of our confirmation that we're in this for the long haul. It's true. Hey, we kind of skipped over a piece. And, and we got married in March. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. 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 That was, we skipped over just you know, yeah. minor detail. Yeah. So yeah. yeah Peru, Peru was also was a love bomb, love fest. Yeah. Th this is the, we're in. When, when Angel had come down, originally come down in August or September, September 10th, early September yeah. of 2021. It was just kind of a, hey, let's come down and hang out and see how things go. And, and, you know, it wasn't permanent or anything else. It was just a let's play. Like, hey, we, we have this hit that we're supposed to do something together and we've connected deeply. Let's see if it goes anywhere. See, just see what happens. It went all over the place. It went all over the, place, <laughs> all over the world. So, yes. So after, after Peru, we got home and it was like, yes, this is, this is the space we're supposed to be in. And, let's make it official. So we did, we got married shortly after Peru. And so then that starts the process of, okay, well now we got to go through, Green jump through stuff. all the hoops to get, yeah, to change the status as legal permanent resident, blah, 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 get the green card. So we filed for that paperwork back in, in June. And so we were on our way to an appointment literally. So we're an hour I needed away from my home. fingerprints. Yes. So we're an yeah. hour away from home. We're an hour away from home and we come out of this appointment and Angel says, Hey, you should read this Facebook post of Ocean Eagle, who is a very good friend a, of mine. Yeah, a good yeah. friend of hers. And had, and she had, had been there for her while she was here processing all that information around her healing and her surgery. Yeah. Ocean and, Eagle held me through all of and that. He, yeah. He was there for her on that. She says, Hey, you should read this, this thing. He is a breathwork facilitator and he wants to do any, he was, doing a offering a breathwork facilitator instruction, like course, train, train the trainer, become a facilitator. So I read, it, I was like, she's like, I really think this is where you should be. You should be taking part in this. And I read it and I went, yeah, hit. sounds, sounds great. Hit. When is it? Like right now. So this is when, no, this was, <laughs> this was Thursday around lunchtime. She's like, I don't know. Let me check his website. So she gets on the website. She says, uh, it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, <laughs> we live in Washington. It's this in is Sedona. in Arizona and Sedona. You need to get on a flight right now. So I'm like, well, <laughs> if we can find a flight that leaves this afternoon, I'll get on it and be down there tomorrow. 
So she starts contacting Ocean and he says, absolutely, if he can get here, great. We start looking up flights. If we had been home, I could have got on a flight that evening. But because we were driving home from the immigration office. Yeah, since we were an hour away from home, it was not enough time. So the best I could do was get on a flight at the crack of dawn on. on Friday morning and be down there by about noon on Friday. And she checked with him if that was all right. He said, yes, let it happen. So in a matter of a couple hours, I went from having nothing to do all weekend to <laughs> getting on a plane, spending three days in Sedona, going through what would Intense. be my initiation into breathwork yeah. because I'd never done breathwork. So this is, again, that I didn't even know what I was getting into, but the intuitions were there for both of us. I've also learned that even when I don't have a strong hit, on something a strong intuition or push if angel has a strong intuition like i feel this very strongly like this is where you should be or i should be or we should be i don't question it like we trust each other's intuition as much as we trust our own and if nothing else what is life for if not for a freaking exciting ride so just say yes and see what happens it'll be exciting either way yeah so i'm down there that was huge just in and of itself Ocean is a, has a lot of energy and is a lot of skill when it comes to channeling and activating people through breath work. When he drops into that container, he can, he really can help send you further than you can on your own. And he has a lot of energy physically. So we didn't just do some breath work in this three day period. We did 10 breath works which is more breath works than most people who even do breath work will do in the course of a couple of years. Yeah. So this was like baptism by fire. You're in, let's do this. But it was amazing. You know, there was some, some powerful experiences that dropped in for that. And again, because I said, yes, all this while, you know, through going to Teo, through Peru, trusting in abundance is another thing that came in. I mean, I had the means because I have great credit to float some of these things. I don't encourage using credit cards to do things, but it was a just, just do it. And we were in Peru and some opportunities came up over we in Peru and to, to acquire different objects for, for powerful objects and, and medicine for us for the future. And it was just do it. The, the abundance is there. It's all flowing in. Like this is the message that just kept coming through for me. So we were operating on faith in that level too, and just kind of floating it out there, signing up for this course with, with ocean was another investment that, you know, we didn't necessarily have the money for right away, but just, you know, what, just do it and it'll work itself out. Right around this same time, we decided that we wanted to sell the house and, and change our living situation, not knowing what that would actually look like. And it came with a very significant payout because of the way housing has gone in the last few years, I've only lived in this house for seven or eight years, but there was a huge increase in its value and we got a big payout for that. And it took care of all of those things, plus a whole bunch that we are now, you know, the abundance is flowing in. Again, trusting the intuition, having faith in that divine guidance and opening up and allowing that energy to flow through us allows not just the opportunities for growth, it allows the opportunity for abundance, all of the energy that's flowing. When you open up to the flow of the energy 
It's not just, oh, I'm going to get these, these great new gifts and start seeing things which, and, and knowing things, which is great and, and crucial to our elevating our vibration, but it also opens up that flow of abundance and love to just continue that cycle circling in and through everything that exists. So that was another big part of 2022 was recognizing that when the yes is to something that is going to create expansion or abundance in your life or someone else's life, that creates, it just increases that expansion abundance in your life. When you commit, when the you universe commit commits to you. Yeah. When you you know, when you trust. say yes to be in service and to share and to take that stand, the universe will support you. If you're being blocked, then you need to look at how you're blocking yourself because the universe is always there. You have to have that deep level of faith to be able to move through those blocks and allow the abundance to flow. And the abundance comes, like Seth said, in many, many, many ways. So the breath work was incredible. And you just finished that up. Yeah, so it was a it was a long-term program. We met, we had that initial breathwork sessions to kind of give everybody the experience, firsthand knowledge. And then we went through a, a series of about four months of online meetings to kind of go over all of the intricacies of the process and how you support and serve with love in that situation and in that container. And then it, it concluded with a 10, nine or nine or 10 days, nine days in Teotihuacan again. That he just got home from. That I just yeah. got home from, uh, yeah, about a week ago, which again was, was another amazing experience of just, it was a sprinting, a sprinting marathon. You know, it was a little more spread out. We had, we had seven full days in Teo and in that seven full days, we did 12 more breath works and had the opportunity to facilitate amongst ourselves as uh, participants and lots of just in, lots more, just amazing connection and growth as beings that can help other beings grow and expand for all of us. Yes. And in between that facilitator program, we also went to celebrate your life on Halloween. And we've done two episodes about that already. So right. you could, that's episode two and three. So you right. can go back and listen to our experiences there, which were also amazing experiences. So we won't yeah. do much about that here because we've done two episodes on that already. We had a conversation while we were in Teo because Ocean himself has a very like so many things happened since he kind of he had his awakening yes he talks about the roller coaster and all the things and all the travels and everywhere he's gone and so we had this conversation where in Taya, i'm like yeah you know I, I just i don't know that it's i don't have that same level of story that that ocean does and so i tell him like yeah you know i've I went to Teo, i went to peru angel went to back to sedona we both went to sedona we we breezed right over that one because there's so much stuff. Anyway, as I started laying out all these things that we're talking about, like I said, we just skipped over getting married because we've got so many big things happen. Yeah. The people in my, in my program looked at me like, that's a lot of stuff. Like you have a very similar story. But when you stay in the moment and you're always in the moment and you're present with what you're doing, 
this is why we're doing this year in review because you kind of it's the eagle medicine of the Toltecs. You got to mm-hmm. come up above and go, okay, let's take a look at actually what we've done, and it has been an amazing and very full year. Very full, and then also we moved through all that as well right after my surgery. So the last couple of months has been very, very hard on me and has challenged just about, it was a perfect opportunity. My apprenticeship with the Ruizes, the third year ended just a couple of weeks ago. That took place over that That took place as well. I've been been in a very intense apprenticeship (laughs) with them for three years. And the last three months since my, well, actually six months since my surgery, it has been extremely intense for me. And working through physical ailments and physically moving in a house, here's a perfect opportunity to practice everything that I've been taught to keep myself here, to keep myself aligned, to be present in the moment and still serve from my heart space, even though I'm in excruciating pain and now in a new environment that I have to unpack and settle it back into. So lots of challenges this year, lots of amazing, mind-blowing heart expansion moments. We had both ends of the spectrum and we were able to stay here and stay aligned and stay connected, not only to ourselves, but to each other. Yeah. And along with this expansion and growth and connection, you know, we, like she said, we, we did sell the house and the place we're moving into, I agreed to help remodel. And so we basically gutted and remodeled a good portion of a four bedroom, two bath place. And on top of that, we committed to contributing to a couple of books writing that books were both, that were both co-authors <laughs> of of books so you know when you start okay. looking at your year yeah so as we start looking at 2023 and wrapping up 2022 part of the, the what we call the recapitulation is you look back at the year and you can do this on a daily basis but at the very least I, I encourage you to do it on a yearly basis look back on the year pull your energy back from the things that didn't serve you times when you were caught up in in the fear or the drama or these energies that are heavy pull your energy back from those times and release those release those memories release those energies the heavy energies from you pull your energy back from any attachment to them observe the times when things were great and 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 keep those things as part of you they're part of you now you can choose what you keep and what you release so as we do this recapitulation we kind of walk through our year. And as you look forward to, and, and after you've done that and you start looking at what intent am I gonna set for 2023? We've done all these things and we tell you these stories, not to say, hey, look at us, but to say, look at what's possible. When you start thinking, oh, well, I don't have time for this. and I don't have time for that. We have time to do 100% of the things that we make a priority. Everything that you choose to commit to, you have time to do especially when those commitments are to things that are coming from the heart. Now, we can get in our mind and as fixer pleasers and and doers who are trying to add value to our life by the things we do outside of us, we can get to a point where we're commit where we're saying yes out of ego to so many things because we don't want to disappoint someone else. And that's an overcommitment. You can 100 and, and absolutely you can get to a point where you don't have the energy to do all those things. You've committed to other people's yeses and not your own yeses. But so much can be accomplished over the course of a year. Don't sell yourself short by limiting your own belief, by limiting your own possibility. We just wanted to share with you 
Because we didn't think, okay, in 2022, we're going to do a shit ton of stuff. And we also launched a business. Yeah. And we're launching a business. <laughs> we just said in 2022, we are going to answer the call. We're going to answer the call of intuition. Yeah. And when we get a green light, when we get that yes, when I have that full body sensation of this is where I'm supposed to be, we say yes and trust that, all, that everything will work out. And when you're saying yes to you, when you're saying yes to the heart, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. So our wish for you right now during this time and season where most people are setting intent, go deeper with it. Recapitulate the year. Write it down and see exactly with what, with what Seth just said. Throwaways not working. Keep what is working. Challenge yourself to listen here, not here. The yeah buts, out they go. If you truly want something, go after it and get it. Nobody's going to bring it to you. You need to go get it yourself. So we're hoping that by us sharing, it will encourage you to take that next step. Take the next step. Follow your heart. Watch on our websites and watch on our things because we are going to go back to Peru. We just booked an Egypt trip with Jorge for next November. We will also be taking groups to tail. Say yes when you see the posts. Feel into your body. Start listening to your soul basket instead of listening to your brain case. Listen here. And set your intent for this following year. Pick one word and we would love for you to share. Put in the comments, whatever platform you're seeing this or email us. Tell us what your intent is so that we can also help you dream into it. This is how we build community. All our love. All. All the love. Moving into 2023. Let's go get it. It's going to be amazing if you make it amazing. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and leave a ratings and review. Hey, did you know that both Angel and Seth have books coming out in 2023? Stay tuned and follow us on all social media platforms at Bites of Light, B-Y-T-E-S-O-F-L-I-G-H-T. Thanks again, and we look forward to sharing space with you again soon. Mm -hmm.